This is episode number 49 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. Today, we are joined by such a special guest. I'm so excited to have my sister, Nikki Mundell, on the show. Nikki, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to record this conversation because it's one that we've had multiple times. It's one oh, that <laughs> you and Randy have had multiple times. So it's just fun to to get it recorded and to let other people engage in this conversation as well. So w- what we're talking about today is the topic of deciding to have children, deciding to not have children, or perhaps the indecisiveness that can come with this. We also want to talk about our frustrations with this conversation, the assumptions that come on women, people who identify as women, particularly cisgender and heterosexual people, um, and then the commentary from others and how that can be really challenging when you are in this period, this chapter of your life. Sound good? Yes. Lots to talk about there. Lots to talk about. Yeah. So let's just kick it off. I will talk about my background a little bit with coming to terms with these decisions. And then maybe Nikki and Anita can chime in as well, because I think it's just interesting to hear from different women about how they approach this. Because for many people, it is not a simple or an easy decision to make. And I also want to be clear in this conversation that we do have limited viewpoints because all of us, the three of us on this call right now, are cisgender, cisgender heterosexual people, white, privileged women. So thus, our experience is limited from all these factors. Um, and also that none of us are dealing with infertility struggles. So this is purely deciding, yes, I want to try to have a baby or no, I do not want to have children or the gray areas of that as well. So personally for me for years, I said I did not want to have children. Like not at all, not interested. Uh, that's not what I viewed my future as. I think there are so many layers to this and I'll get into, but for so long there was just a lot of fear wrapped up in that and also that I didn't want my life to change so dramatically I didn't want my life to revolve around like the caring of others really the caring of young children especially Um, so that was probably like later high school early 20s mid 20s for a long time I just flat out did not want to have children and then it started to waver a little bit I said 
maybe uh, in the future a few years from now it was always like a down the road type of thing I was never a person that dreamt of having children or becoming a mom and Nikki I think that you and I were both like on par with that for a lot of years absolutely I vividly remember a conversation um, I think we were in mom and dad's kitchen and we were talking about it and we were both very firm in that not wanting to be something we wanted. Uh, we were not interested in that at all. Mm-hmm. And that, that memory rings clear for me to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that this was, it was so different than a lot of our peers at the time. I think like a lot of other people were wanting to have children like soon, right now, eventually. Um, even Randy at the time, Randy wanted to have kids way before me. Like he would <laughs> for years, literal years, always be like, please, can we have kids now? Please, can you give me a baby now? <laughs> and I was just like, nope, don't want to, not doing it, not today. I had this idea of like all these things that I wanted to happen before I got pregnant and had a baby because I was very acutely aware of how my life would change so dramatically from becoming a mom. I think because I was working with moms for, again, from like late teens all the way up to present day. So like 12, 13 years of working with moms, you just learn a lot about what motherhood looked like. And it was very scary to me. And I didn't want it to... uh, I just, I didn't want it to look like or feel like what a lot of people were telling me that it looked like and felt like for them. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fears wrapped up in that, not wanting my life to change, not wanting my body to change. That was huge. For a long time, I was so preoccupied with my body's physicality uh, and the composition of it that I was very fearful of change to it. For so long, I was just... I didn't accept, I didn't trust, I didn't love the fact that change is the constant with bodies. I was really just so particular about my body being a certain kind of way. And my career was a huge factor in this as well because at the time I was training clients in person for dozens of hours a day, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. That was kind of what my schedule was. So a family just did not fit into that life and I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. And Randy's career was up and down for a long time too while he was trying to get on the fire department. So it just did not feel like a stable place to start out with parenthood. So from there, I think that my mindset just shifted so dramatically on many things, particularly my body. I just started really working on those body image struggles, um, stopped using food and exercise as a tool to keep my body in a certain way. I just got much more open, much more flexible with what my body was and what it could be, um, dealt with a lot of my own internalized fat phobia. So that totally shifted for me. Um, And then a huge catalyst was Randy actually getting on with the City of Calgary Fire Department. So he, for the first time, had a really stable job that he loved. We moved to Calgary. My career started to build to a more online place. Uh, So I was not in the gym for lots of hours a day. It was really just maybe five, eight hours a week at that point and eventually shifting to fully online. So things just changed in such a big way. And I'll also say that all of these things really stem for our marriage and our relationship changing in a deeper way as well. It just felt like a more stable place. 
And I do want to mention that I think that people always say about having kids, you'll never feel ready. You'll never be ready. And I think that's kind of bullshit in a lot of ways. I think that I did actually feel ready when we started trying to have, trying to get pregnant with Steel. I felt like I was ready for our life to shift. And there were distinct differences in those times where I did not feel ready. So while I understand that maybe you'll never feel like you have all the ducks in a row, I think that you can feel more ready or not ready too. I also want to talk about having or the decision to then have a second child. And I won't talk about the commentary around it yet. I think we'll save that for a little while down uh, this show. But I just want to talk about the distinct differences in feeling that, yes, I was ready to get pregnant the first time. And the second time when I did get pregnant unexpectedly, I did not in any way feel ready to be pregnant at that point. Um, So I think that it's just so complicated, these decisions to have a kid, to have another kid, to not have any kids. Like there's so many layers to it than just deciding that, yes, I want to have a baby. There's so much other life stuff that surrounds this conversation that we will get into more but that's kind of where I was coming from first time took me a long time to even entertain the idea of becoming pregnant Randy was ready for kids way before me and then we had one and then it was really rocky getting to that second one and to now six months in with a second baby just things have felt so different through the last four years who's up next Nikki So my experience was very similar to yours, um, starting back in like high school years, college years. Um, I had no desire at all to even think about kids, um, as well as marriage, even if we're bringing that into the conversation at all, they kind of go hand in hand, um, in a lot of people's conversations and society's norms. So both, I had zero interest in doing so. Um, and then, you know, I met, I met my boyfriend when I was 18 years old and, you know, we're still together today, kind of a similar situation to you, Jess. Um, So that's 15 years of being together. Um, And I didn't see, you know, that being our path when we first got together, but it was definitely something to think about. Like, you know, is this somebody that I definitely had the thoughts at that point? Is this somebody that I would want to have kids with down the road? Um, You know, a lot of thoughts floating around like that during that time. And we live in a small town, a small community, so the traditions around here, the societal norms around here are very, you know, typical. You meet somebody, go to college, get married, have a baby, work, you know, the same place until you retire, and that's kind of the norm. So that's kind of what everyone around me was doing. Um, My closest friends, you know, they met somebody, they got married, they started to have kids, and I wasn't doing, um, you know, the getting married or having kids part. So I felt like the anomaly in the situation for sure that everybody else was doing these things and I wasn't. Was there something that I was missing? Um, Was I thinking about it wrong? You know, you definitely feel like you stand out in those kinds of situations. Um, And I vividly remember my friends telling me for the first time that they were pregnant for the first time and definitely externally expressed joy for them for sure. Like, oh my gosh, that's so great. I'm so excited. It's going to be fantastic. But same sort of views that you had, Jess, where this is going to change our lives. Like our lives will never be the same. Our friendship is going to change. Our dynamic is going to change. 
Um, and I remember mom having conversations with us to say, make sure you have kids the same time your friends are having kids. Because if you don't, you will tear apart. Like you will not have those friendships the same way that you do today. So that that always stuck in my mind. And that is like all I could think about when my friends were having kids is, great, our friendship is over. We're never going to be friends again. I need to have a baby right now. <laughs> yeah. So the pressure definitely, like you start to think about it more. Like, is there a reason that I shouldn't or should? I mean, you know, you start to question yourself much more um, when you think of what's happened to other people that it's, that it's going to happen to you. Like you put their experiences on yourself so much when you don't know anything different. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think that's such a good point about questioning yourself based on what other people are doing and also maybe questioning your relationship. If you happen to be in a relationship, a partnership at that time, you're like, okay, well, is there something about us that is making me fearful of having a baby? Yeah. Like, are we not stable enough? Um, Is there something we should be doing about our relationship that might make me change my mind about wanting to have kids? Yes, because the wanting to have kids is the thing. Like, that's the assumed thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so definitely inward, I I was trying to rationalize why they wanted to have children because I couldn't put myself in that place at all. Like, I was thinking so different from them. I was thinking, well, what's my next career move? You know, I had just bought a house. I was thinking, get stable in those areas and then maybe think about kids, you know, in a few years. But they were all getting to that point way before me. So that's why I started to question, you know, my thoughts a lot more. Um, Yeah. So it was just like, it was a weird time to think about all of that stuff. And it kept continuing for a few years. Um, Like they kept having kids. And so the questions internally kept coming up and then obviously externally as well. So everyone around us in our lives, all your friends are having kids. Why aren't you guys, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you following suit? Why aren't you doing the same thing? Um, Is there a reason you're not getting married? Why don't you want any of this stuff like your friends do? Uh, So that was definitely a hard thing to, to be faced with regularly especially since they kept having kids. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't stop at one. I mean, they all have multiple kids now and you know, we love them so much. I have to throw that in there cuz I don't we're all still really good friends. The friendship stayed strong. It didn't change. Um so that was something that looking back on now, I think that they were irrational fears and I should have trusted our friendships more. Um and maybe it would have changed my viewpoint on what they were doing but I was definitely comparing myself to other people. Um, and I thought that I potentially had to be doing the same things that they were. And so, I'm curious, yeah. Nikki, with um, like when people asked you then, right, when you were younger and they were all having kids, why don't you want this versus now, how are your responses different or are they different? Yeah, that's such a good question because I do still have people in my life who the only thing they talk to me about or the first thing they talk to me about when they see me is, so when are you having kids? Or when are you getting married? When's the wedding? I want a wedding, you know? Um, Back then, I definitely internalized it a lot more and questioned my stance on it when they would ask because I thought that maybe I was missing some part of the brain that, you know, wanted that. 
Um, but now I'm firm in, you know, it's my life, it's my decisions. And I just kind of say, um, you know, you'll be the first to know or something like that. You know, like, uh, I think they know now the questions have kind of died off. And I don't know if they've died off just because people think I'm getting older and maybe it's not going to happen. So why ask anymore? Or um, I don't know if they think that something's wrong in our relationship, so they don't want to pry too much about that. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, the answer changes based on who asks me. I have some close relatives that ask that I might have some jovial responses for. Um, and then some relatives have just stopped asking. Some strangers have stopped asking. Um, so it changes. It alters, I guess, depending mm -hmm. on who's asking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, we're at this place now where we still don't have kids. And now the questions that I'm asking myself about it have changed because I am getting older. Um, you know, I'm 32 years old. Uh, is it is it going to reach a point where my body then decides for me whether I can't or can have kids? Or is it still something that I have to ask myself and make the decision for myself? And what kind of timeline do I have for that? Do I have a deadline now? Or can I still be, you know back and forth about it, a little bit gray about it. So the questions have changed, but they're definitely still there consistently. So how do you feel about it right now, current day, January 2019? <laughs> so yeah, and I'm approaching my 33rd birthday. I was going to mention, month. you're almost 33. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to milk the 32 thing for a couple more weeks. Um, yeah, so the questions now are geared more towards like health or, um, you know, is this putting a risk on a potential uh, pregnancy? Like the, the older I get, I know that the risks only increase with your age um, or they're, I mean, it's, it's um, regular for them to increase the risks. And then do I want to be older with a young child uh, when I'm reaching more of a freedom stage in my life? Um, I want more freedom in my life and I don't know if, you know, having kids would decrease that, obviously. Um, you know, I have a dog and I think that holds me back sometimes. <laughs> like I think I don't have enough freedom from that sometimes. You have to go home and let the dog out or if you want to go away for a weekend, you have to find somebody to watch the dog. Um, so if I'm struggling with that now, you know, kids aren't going to make that that much better potentially. You know, it's those kind of things. Um, but I also think of, will I regret not having kids when I'm older? You know, would I want to be surrounded by my kids when I'm like 70 years old? And will I have, you know, these lifelong regrets if I don't do that now? It's a lot, a lot to think about now. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different thought process from when I was younger. When I was younger, I was just comparing myself to others. Now it's for my own life, what what do I want or what might I regret when I get older, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is such powerful stuff for people to hear because these are really heavy things to weigh in your life. And uh, I think that it just is, as you're talking about it, like relatives and people asking and people in older generations, but I think it's even people, people who are on par with our age that ask us these questions as well. But absolutely. Yeah, it all goes back to this assumption, and I love what you mentioned about this is the order that you do things. You uh, get married, you buy a house, or maybe you buy a house, then you get married, then a couple of years later you have a baby, and then a couple of years after that you have another baby. Like, this is the path, 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you're not falling on that path, then these questions arise of you. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And mm -hmm. I was wondering too, in terms of uh, when people do ask you, you know, are you going to have kids or like, or I guess more of the question is like, why don't you want kids? What mm -hmm. do you feel like their response is versus your response? Because I feel like there are assumptions around if people don't want to have kids, um, that aren't really true at all. So I was curious yeah. if you could talk about like both those sides. Yeah. So you mean like their response if um, if I give an answer to say why I don't? Yeah. Like if them, you or... don't, like for example, I know some people feel like, oh, it's selfish if you don't have children or mm -hmm. things like that, which are totally not true. So I'm curious of what you've kind of been told or or have felt with that. Yeah. So I feel like if I give the response of, you know, I'm focusing on my career or, you know, I really like the way our life is now, um, you know, those kind of answers, I, I still feel a perception of that that's a little bit selfish um, because the people that are usually asking those questions are typically people that have had kids themselves or are in a traditional um kind of lifestyle they adhere to societal norms yeah um you know that type of thing so i feel like if i say anything that's not in line with what they've experienced in their own life they they kind of their first thought is their first judgment is well you're being very selfish you're being um you know possibly a millennial who only wants to focus on themselves and you know that's there's a, there's a small portion of truth to that, but it's not the whole truth. You know, like I do, I have to think about what I want for my own life for sure. Um, and you know, that's kind of driving a lot of these, but I mean, there's so much more to that. Interesting factor of that whole conversation too, is like, maybe it's okay to be selfish. Absolutely. I think there's a stigma around, you know, thinking of yourself, of your own life. Um, you know, people think that we are put on this earth. A lot of people think we're put on this earth to um, procreate, to, you know, repopulate the earth. And if we don't want to do that, what is wrong with us? Particularly for women. Like it's not absolutely it's not okay for a woman to be selfish i feel like we should have got aj your partner on this call too oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah he's around somewhere because i uh, am interested in the questions that he gets or does he get these questions at all or how do people talk to him about having kids yeah, so I I um I should mention that I think AJ would have been fine to have kids. Like he would have if it was if it came up when we were younger, I think he would have gone with the flow and been totally cool with it. Um same for marriage too. I mean, I don't think he was ever opposed to it. Uh I just think that maybe my views on it maybe monopolized um, our decisions that we made um, throughout that time. Now we're kind of both in the same sort of place where we are focusing on career and stability. Um, we both like the freedom that we have. We do a lot of social activities and, um, you know, he's always on the go. He's a volunteer firefighter, so he's always doing something with that. Um, he wants to be available to be in that position, um, you know, so I think we're both at the same place now, but I think he would have been totally fine if we got pregnant when we were like 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Do people ask him about it? I think they do, but I think they probably gear it more towards, you know, does Nikki want kids? You know, I think they probably shift the conversation towards that frame of mind when they're asking or, you know, why doesn't, why doesn't Nikki want kids? I, that's what I assume. I mean, I'm not, they don't typically ask when I'm in the room. So um, maybe people have got the hint, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think he probably just answers with, you know, we're in a good place. It's not really, you know, number one on our top 10 list um, and just probably shrugs it off. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't internalize it like I probably would. No, and I think that that is so telling because he's not the one that would carry the baby. So exactly. the feelings of being asked that, I can only assume, would be very, very different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, should have called him up. I know, serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you hear a baby, baby Jack has joined us. <laughs> Hello, baby Jack. <laughs> Okay, Anita, give us the rundown on what your history with this conversation has been like. Kind of some similarities and some differences. So I always knew I did want to have kids, but uh, from a young age, I knew what I wanted to do for work. Luckily, that worked out. Um, But to be a physio required two degrees, quite a bit of schooling. And so I was pretty, I was very adamant that I wanted to do all that first plus I wanted to work at least four or five years in the industry before even thinking of trying to get pregnant. Um, That was just something really important to me. And I was trying to think back as you were talking, like, why or where I got that from? Because it's not that I was surrounded by people who were doing that either. Um, And even being in university, like, all my friends were, like, my age. So I wasn't surrounded by people going through that. But I just, I think maybe just seeing other people with kids, I knew what that meant, that if I didn't have that time to work, I probably would have felt like I was missing out on those vital years of like really focusing and not that you can't focus after because definitely I've done that. Um, but I knew it would be different. So that was kind of always in my head and it, it pretty much worked out that way. I was trying to think how many years. I guess maybe working five or six years, I think, before I had Pippa. Um, so that's kind of where I was at. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because both my husband and I, we got, well, we got married a year before we got pregnant. And that was that was like what we were planning as well, um, is at least a year of being, we were together for years before then. But we wanted to just get married, have that time. But even within that year, there was a lot of people being like, so when are you going to have kids? And it's like, holy geez, like, like, it's always like, when are you like how you're saying, Nikki, when are you going to get married? Like, that's always like the first step. And then you get married. And as soon as you get married, or literally on your wedding day, it's like, when are the kids coming? Um, And then you have one kid. And when is the next kid coming? And it's like, okay, give us a break. So um, definitely felt that kind of that first year. And then Um, we were lucky that when we tried for Pippa, we did get pregnant, um, right away and had her. Um, and then the experience after that too was interesting how it was like, I know some people say they give birth and they literally just gave birth and they're like, I want another one. I had a great birth experience, but that wasn't me. Like I was very happy with everything and, um, and happy that we had Pippa, but it wasn't in my mindset of like within 10 minutes after being like, okay, when are we having baby number two? Um, and as Jess and I have chatted about, um, 
on and off the podcast, like we weren't sure if we were going to have baby two. Um, and we received a surprise this past year and Jack, like, like now that he's here, especially like, we're like, Hey, he's totally meant to be here. Perfect addition to the family. And like the timing was right. Um, he just knew that before we did, but, um, there was a lot of kind of, yeah, comments around that is when is baby two coming? Like Pippa is getting around this age. Like, and I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like what if we only decide to have one, which could have been the case. Um, or what if we did have fertility challenges either time and people are just making these assumptions. Um, and kind of before we hit record, I was saying how I get people are saying stuff because of good intention, but we're in 2019. Now I think sometimes good intention, like we need to get past that and certain things should not be said to people. Um, now that things are being talked about more in terms of fertility or again, choosing not to have kids or choosing to have one child. Cause even, uh, after Jack came, like he's only been here for five weeks, but some of the comments have even like, um, Oh, we're glad you had another one because having one child is, you know, selfish or, um, is not great for the child, all these things. And I'm like, okay, but we could have decided to only have one. And is that what you would have thought of us? Like, uh, it just, those things just drive me nuts because I just think people need to, I understand if you have your own beliefs of what you want for your family or, um, or what you think is correct or whatnot. But like to say that to other people, I just, it just, to me, doesn't make any sense really. Yes. Oh my gosh. We received so many of those similar comments too. It's like you go through all this deciding maybe if you want to have one baby, but then as soon as you have one baby, it's assumed that you have to have two babies. It's very, mm -hmm. very strange. Um, yeah, we got, we got tons of that. And I think that um, similar to like, perhaps you get married or you're in a long-term partnership, you become a certain age and the questions about having one children start to build. And then you have one baby and then the questions start to build as that kid gets to be a year, a year and a half, two years. Uh, and then people are like on you about yeah. giving, giving your current child a sibling because that is yeah. your duty. Yeah, that's the right thing to do, Jess. That is, is the right give, thing to do. Yes, that's the right thing yeah, to do. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't. And we were saying too that because, um, so Jess, our, our listeners, so Jess has, um, Steel, so a girl and then Theo boy and we had Pippa and then Jack. Um, some of the comments we got we got after Jack, because we didn't know if he was gonna be a boy or girl, we went for the surprise. Um and there were comments of like, Oh, if you had another girl, would you have gone for a boy? And and all these things of like, oh, you have the perfect family of a boy and a girl and I really thought Jack was going to be a girl. Um, so I'm like, would you, is that what you th would have thought of if we had two girls and we would have been perfectly happy with two girls and that would have been our family. So that also like the sex of the baby, I don't even understand people have these kind of boxes that everyone's supposed to fit into or, um, so I, I don't think we'll get those comments, um, now that he's a boy, which is really silly. Um, but I know friends who've had two girls or two boys and they get asked all the time, are you going to try for a girl or boy? And I'm like, where does that fit in? And if someone wants to, there's no problem with that if that's your decision. But when other people put that on you, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So for both of you now with two, have the questions kind of 
stopped now that you both do have a boy and a girl have the questions kind of stopped and nobody asks you about a third or are you still <laughs> getting the questions of so are you going to go for another I feel like for yeah for me well it's because he's so new but even still comments always come regardless of where you're at in life but I feel like we haven't gotten um those questions I don't know if we will I feel like I do have a number um of friends who are going for a third so I don't know if that'll come up not from them but if more people are having three then maybe it'll come up more often but so far we haven't but I do think if Jack was a girl, we probably would have already and probably would continue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to say on gender binaries here. We'll save that mm -hmm. for another day. Whole yeah. other cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we we have got some comments of it. And thankfully, we just have the best response now that I had my tubes removed. So there's no more babies yeah. coming from this body. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but I think what Anita said is that I think the questions will come regardless. I really think they will. And that is, it's very, it's very strange. It's very frustrating. I think what I also want to mention here is that it's fine to ask someone, or I believe that it would be fine to ask me if I'm interested and having children interested in having a baby interested in having another baby the issue tends to be that that's not how it's typically framed it is framed with an assumption type focus like when is the baby coming when are you having the next one why do we do this mm -hmm. to people that's such a good point because earlier you mentioned that randy and i have had that conversation quite often yes and he does frame it like that. He says, do you have interest in having kids or marriage? So he's, he's framing it in that way. I think just to gauge, you know, what my thoughts and feelings are and not to put something on me, but he does ask it quite often. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 Taught him a thing yeah. or two, but that's <laughs> also what I was going to say is that we haven't had this conversation recently very often because first of all, I don't want this to sound insensitive, but I'm just not that interested in prying about it. Like, I know that if you want to talk about it or you have changes about it, you'll talk about it. So it's just your stuff. Leave it to you. Um, but yeah, Randy is always really interested in it. And I think that that's interesting <laughs> just in itself. Absolutely. Yeah, he's very interested. <laughs> but so on that note, though, I do wish that you know, people focused on other areas of your life sometimes with their inquisitive nature more so than, and they probably do, like you mentioned earlier, Jess with AJ, I'm sure they, you know, they'll ask him different things than they might ask me, you know, how's, how's work going? Um, how's the firefighting going? That kind of thing. But for me, it's not typically about career. If, if it's coming from somebody that's traditional or you know in that sense of mind where they think that's what I should be doing it is more focused on the family situation and I'd love for them to ask me about career or other things than than just that question all the time wow that is such a good mm -hmm. point yeah, yeah because absolutely. you are someone that's in a heterosexual partnership you identify as a woman you're feminine presenting those are the questions that you are asked Absolutely. Yeah. And then if, if they don't know what else to ask me, they just don't ask me anything at all. So if I'm in a room with, you know, 
other moms or other families that have kids, the focus then shifts to those people. And, you know, I don't get, I don't get pulled into the conversation, um, which is fine because sometimes I don't want to engage in that conversation anyway, but it's just something that you notice that you pick up on. Anita, can I just ask yeah. you um, yeah. your, what you got from your family? So like mm-hmm. your parents, um, do yeah. you have siblings? I yeah. do. I've got one older brother who's like three years older. Okay. And so yeah. the perception or the questions or the, or the feelings that you got from your family growing up, um, yeah. what was that kind of like? There, I'd say that if, if I had chosen not to have kids, I'm sure I would have heard about it a lot. It was more the traditional of having kids, but I definitely would say that wouldn't be why I chose to. And definitely things, because of how my work is and my career is, it is different than what both my parents did for work. Um, So they've never kind of questioned. They've always been like really proud of what I've done. But um, I know even just the idea of like the working and the juggling and and doing this with the kids is a bit different. Like my mom was home with us mostly um, and did she she worked, but it was a different it wasn't necessarily like a similar career to what I did. Um, So it's just like like taking care of the kids look different for my mom than it will look for me. Um, So I think that's something that she's already seen be different, hasn't questioned it, but there is a difference there for sure. Yeah, and I think that that is a great topic to bring up for us. Motherhood has meant putting our life, our career on hold for a period of time. It's just the facts. It's the reality of it, and we both knew that going into it. But I I just hate when we pretend that it's not going to be that you know, like it it Mm -hmm. is. And I think that these are important aspects of around this conversation of deciding to, or to have not, to not have children is that for many people who are really passionate about their careers, like you have to be considering these things. And this is a factor in why uh, some women are choosing to have children later in life because we are passionate about other things than just creating babies or raising Mm -hmm. children. It's totally fine if that's what your main passions are, just simply not mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was one of the big reasons for me in not wanting children at first and then being kind of wishy-washy on it um, and then being particular around the uh particular around the timelines of it for me too is that my career is super super important to me i love it dearly um and even now i i wouldn't say that i i identify as a mom but it's not my only identification i just feel like i have so many other things that i'm uh, interested in and so being a mom is not even close to the only thing in my Mm -hmm. world in my life yeah, I think that's a good thing to bring up. And even um, talking about maybe our reasoning for deciding to, like you said, you got your tubes removed. So clearly you're having two unless you decide to adopt. Um, I know for me, like Jack to me is completing our family. And there's different reasons why people decide that the same way as Nikki deciding not to have children, right? Because um, I know with people, even when I was pregnant with him being like, do you think he will be your last kind of thing? Um Because for me, I liked having a good gap. Like there's about three years between him and Pippa. Um, And I just think for another three years and then to be pregnant for almost a year, go through the newborn for a year, like 
I'll be close to my 40s at that point and not that there's anything wrong with having another child then but there's just so many things I want to do personally for work or just personal life but also as a family like there's so many things we'd like like we haven't um done any traveling or anything basically since our honeymoon so it's been a while and I totally understand that that's a privilege to be able to go anywhere even you know even within our province or within our country but now that they're both here I'm like that's what I want to do and I feel like if we added another one like that would be pushed off again um, for timing but also financial reasons that that just wouldn't be possible for us so I know for us for me anyways that's a, a part of it but also how Jess you've talked about with work like I just feel like I've I've paused um, work with the two of them, still working while I'm off with them, but it's different. Um, and I just feel like once you know I'm back working in the clinic, but also in the next couple of years, I just there are things I want to do that I think adding another one to our family would again push those ideas off farther. So I'm curious, Jess, if like if that was kind of the idea you had, or maybe there's other reasons why. Yeah, that was a huge factor. And uh, yeah, our kids are about the same three year gap. And so I was just feeling at two years postpartum with Steele when we got pregnant with Theo that I was just starting to get my feet back under me in terms of my professional life and just feeling personally like not postpartum anymore. Um, But yeah, professionally, I had just started to be able to travel again. I had energy to be able to put into my business. So it just yeah, I've talked about it before, but to get pregnant again, it felt like a blow. Two things. Number one, this is your prerogative to decide what you want for your body and for your life. And for you, Nikki, it's your prerogative to change your mind at any freaking time you want to or not. Absolutely. Yeah. And those are the things that I, I still go back and forth on right now. And I, and I have the kind of the privilege um, to do so I would like to yeah and uh, the second thing is that your priorities can be your priorities whatever they are and just really wish that people would stop putting their own agendas on to you agreed is there anything else Nikki that you feel like we did like yeah in terms of comments or assumptions anything like that um I mean, I think we covered a lot of what people do assume or ask. I think it does, the questions do shift depending on your age. So I know that, you know, the assumptions or questions were far more frequent when I was younger. Um, and now, you know, as you shift into a different time and phase of your life, particularly in my own life, I'm seeing that the questions are kind of dying off or they're changing. Um, so I do think the questions will always be there, uh, but I think they change in how they're asked or um, who they're asked to as you as you get older or make different life changes, I guess. That's what I would yeah. say for that. Yeah. And actually, like, I was thinking, I thought it was interesting too how you said, because a lot of your friends um, were having kids, right, in terms of at that time. So I feel like it's also who you're surrounded by, because I was thinking when I went off to university and then doing physio after because all my friend close friends were kind of coming from that boat at that point um who I was seeing most often and no like everyone was kind of in the same boat so I think that also plays a role if you're surrounded by people having kids versus if you're surrounded by people who aren't then even family members don't make assumptions because they're like well none of your friends have kids right now so 
this must be kind of what happens in your, you know, what you've chosen, whether for school or work or whatnot. That's such a good point. And, you know, I went to college, but I lived at home when I went to college. I didn't go off and live in a residence or a dorm. Um, and the same was for all of my friends as well. They all went to college, but we all stayed at home. So we we were kind of in that path where we never rented either. We never, you know, rented places to live. We all just bought houses and moved in together with our significant others when we were very young. So I think I bought my house when I was 22 years old. Um, and I lived at home until that point and, you know, had a career when I bought a house. But the assumption probably at that point was, okay, now you've got a house, you've got a stable career. Um, these are the things that you're probably going to do next. And that was just the assumption for all of our friends because we were all doing that. We were all buying houses. We were all with a with a stable partner. Um, so I think definitely it's a really good point, Anita. It's who's around you in your life that um, will shape the questions that you're getting for sure. All right, Nikki, thank you so much for being on with us. That was such a good conversation. Just a few main points to leave off with. We just want to encourage people to allow women to have options for their bodies and for their lives and that motherhood is an option but there are many others as well allow people to have their own timelines for their bodies and their lives and this can be with deciding to have children or not have children or maybe if there's going to be another child adding to the family and then if you are asking people if they're going to have children ask with interest not with assumptions so as we we're saying are you interested in having a baby are you interested in having another baby that feels different for people who are in these chapters of their life versus asking when the baby or the next baby is going to come so thank you again nikki we appreciate it so much having you on here to talk with us today thank you so much for having me on the next episode of To Birth and Beyond, we have doulas Natasha and Bianca from Babel Mia. We have an incredible conversation with them about plus-size pregnancies, the management and treatment of larger bodies in pregnancy, and we speak about the myths and stigmas surrounding plus-size bodies in pregnancy and labor and birth. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 